He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord hath manifested forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Christ, our Passover, sacrifice for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 2 on page 345. Why do the heathen so furiously rage together, and why do the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth stand up, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, and against his anointed. Let us break their bonds asunder, and cast away their cords from us. He that dwelleth in heaven shall laugh them to scorn. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Sion. I will rehearse the decree, and the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Desire of me, and I shall give thee the nations for thine inheritance, and the utmost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt bruise them with a rod of iron, and break them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye that are judges of the earth. Serve the Lord in fear, and rejoice unto him with reverence. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and so ye perish from the right way, if his wrath be kindled, yea, but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 61st chapter of the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the accepted year of the Lord and the day of, of vengeance of our God, to comfort all those who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, 
to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, and as the garden causes things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Here endeth the first lesson. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. <clears throat> he is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation. My father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom like a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. Who is like thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou didst stretch out thy right hand, the earth was swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people whom thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength to thy holy habitation. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance. In the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in. In the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 24th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they, and certain other women with them, came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found that they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. 
They, and their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves, and he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened. Here endeth the second lesson. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> o Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not the Holy Spirit from us. O God, whose blessed Son did manifest himself to his disciples in the breaking of bread, open, we pray thee, the eyes of our faith, that we may behold thee in all thy works, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who through thine only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, has overcome death, and open unto us the gate of everlasting life. We humbly beseech thee that, as by thy special grace preventing us, thou dost put into our minds good desires, so by thy continual help we may bring the same to good effect, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither unto any kind of danger but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Good morning to all. Happy Easter to everyone. In our various uh, liturgies this week, we, we kind of work through the resurrection narratives, although we have a portion of the Luke narrative today, but the conclusion of that will be in the Gospels and the prayer book for um, today and tomorrow, so we won't get the whole Luke narrative. So you should read that from beyond uh, the women coming to the tomb. Then Luke tells us about the two men that Jesus appeared to on the road to Emmaus. And then Luke will tell us about the appearance to the disciples in, in the upper room on Easter night. And each provides a kind of, um, you know, a part of, of, of how we understand the resurrection. Uh, this women at the tomb is interesting. It, it carries over from chapter 23 where um, this group of women who, who Luke describes as women who followed him from Galilee. So a, a, a group of women, and, and back in, in Luke chapter 8, um, it, it gives a little more detail, because it, it mentions Mary Magdalene, out of whom had been, been cast seven demons. And it, it actually describes um, women who had been healed of infirmities, and it mentions Mary Magdalene, and it mentions this woman who's mentioned in this passage, Joanna, who's the wife of Chusa, who's a, uh, a servant in, in, in sort of the, for, for a Roman um, uh, officer. And uh, Joanna is mentioned here again. It's also implied by the, by the chapter 8 description that Joanna also had been healed of something and became a follower. And it's also mentioned in Luke 8 that these women provided for Jesus out of their substance. So these were women who had some means, and they're following Jesus, and they're supporting his, his work with their own money. Um, and so they come to the tomb. So they, these women had followed Joseph of Arimathea, who took the body of Jesus down from the cross, along with um, Nicodemus, we're told by John, and they laid it in, in a tomb, and then they, they'd left it there for the Sabbath. But the women had noted where this was, and therefore, as soon as they were able, after the Sabbath observance, which is sunrise on Sunday to come, they came, and they find the, the, the tomb opened, and they find uh, Luke describes them as two men, but because they're bright and shiny, uh, we take them to be angels. John, in his account uh, that we read um, yesterday on Easter, describes them as angels. And he, um, th th these two men say to the women, um, why do you, you know, first of all, why do you seek the, the living among the dead, which is a question to um, reflect on, on, on depth of meaning in the sense that, um, you know, obviously they're looking at a, at a tomb, and he's not in the tomb. But for us, it's a, it's maybe the ways we try to fit our understanding of Jesus into, you know, the understanding of a dying world, as opposed to understanding that Jesus is alive in us in a way that the world that doesn't fit into the narrative of the dying world, and. These angels say something to the women that ties into the central point of Luke. Um, remember what he said to you when he was with you, that he must be crucified and then rise the third day. And this goes back to the um, verse that was, we actually began pre-Lent, uh, or excuse me, the, the quinquagesim just before Lent, when uh, our gospel was from Luke 18. 
And Jesus said, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished, will be delivered to the Gentiles, and mocked, and spit, spit on, he'll scourge him, and put him to death. The third day he will rise again. That's prophecy is made in Luke 18. And then, then uh, St. Luke says, And they understood none of these sayings, and, and, and the saying was hidden from them. They don't under so the, the 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 essential blindness to the resurrection that we see in you know after Good Friday is they don't no one understands how the the the, the suffering and death of the Messiah fits into the messianic vocation even though Jesus said this to them and you know we can think about ways where people will say things that to us that like what are you talking about. You know, it doesn't it doesn't fit into our narratives. We don't really know what they're even though they they might say very plainly something until it what they say fits into our understanding of the world. We won't get it. And so this is their the disciples are still in this place of of not getting what they saw, how what they saw on Good Friday fit into the, the narrative of redemption. And so the women, the first to see the tomb is empty, is the first evidence. And they run back and tell the disciples, the apostles who don't believe. And then Peter comes, runs, and kind of scratches his head. And then we go on, you will go on to Luke 24. After the two men on Rodumaeus, he's revealed to them in the breaking of the bread. In the, finally, in the upper room at the end of Luke 24, um, he will... Um, say to the apostles that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and then enter his glory. And then it says he opens their understanding that he might comprehend the scriptures. And this is the essential key to understanding the resurrection is understanding why the Messiah has to suffer <clears throat> and die. And really it's understanding why, understanding how it is that Sin and death are the primary enemies that must be conquered, and why the death of the Son of God and conquering that that reality of sin and death are necessary as the gateway to the resurrection, to entering into life on the other side of death, which is the consequence for sin. And so that's the aha moment that we have to have, too. If we're going to see the risen Christ, we have to understand how it is that what he did is really what we need done and how his resurrection gives us life that in, that endures and um and that it kind of ties into the isaiah lesson where it's it's the the proclamation of the good news uh the spirit of the lord is upon me because he's anointing me to preach good news to the poor and to set the the, the prisoners free from captivity that the primary good news we get I mean, there, there, is, there are in our lives, obviously, actual healings and ways that the grace of God impacts our temporal circumstances. But the primary good news is that in Christ, in baptism, through faith, we have a life now that doesn't end. That, and even the, the pain we suffer in life has been brought into a new narrative, his narrative. And our suffering is not the way he, he comforts those who mourn, is not to take away every sadness of this world, but to transform that sadness and to make our, our pain like the pain of Good Friday, which is 
shared with the Son of God, but leads us through Good Friday into an Easter, into a life. <clears throat> and we see this even in our, in our own lives where what probably bring uh, probably what we've suffered in our lives what's been most difficult is probably the thing that's brought us most clo more close to jesus because we know we need to be saved and so it changes our narrative and that's the that's the good news we live in now that we have a life that doesn't end and whatever happens to us um whatever pain we go through is always now seen in the light of the cross it's like his. It's always producing the the the. You know, it's always the raw material that's producing the resurrection in some form. And so we our our lives transcend the, the suffering of this world. So we don't seek the the living among the dead. We don't try to just bring Jesus into the story of the world and see how he can make things better. We bring our lives and the world into the narrative of the cross and resurrection, and it changes our entire story. Uh, in, into an eternal narrative. And that's how we, you know, our eyes are open to see and experience uh, the new life in Christ. And we receive this, uh, this good news that, that the Messiah has come to give us. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. We are all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed, and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, 
to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us this morning. Hope you have a great Monday, a great start to your week. Thank you. Thank you, Father John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Bye, kiddos. Have a wonderful day, everybody.